And for that reason, change can be dangerous because now you're intruding on somebody else's territory. See, the last thing most folk want is to be inconvenienced. The most dangerous place for you to be in, perhaps one of the most dangerous, I should say, is between somebody and their comfortability. There's a dangerous spot to be in. You're listening to the Since I'm Here podcast, a podcast where culture, faith, and randomness interact. My name is Tyrell Grant. I'm a father, a speaker, an ex-church planner, and a guy willing to talk and have uncomfortable conversations. I will be letting you into my head and having conversations with folks I find interesting. So, since I'm here, let's talk about it. And welcome to the Since I'm Here Podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy. What up, what up, what up? It's good to be back with y'all, man. Welcome to the Since I'm Here Podcast. And it is your boy, your host, your friend, your buddy, your uncle, your cousin, Tyrell Grant. Yes, I am back for another week. It has been an awesome week. I hope you're having an awesome week. Hope everything's going good in your life. Peace, family. Hope you're experiencing peace and all that. As always, you can find us wherever you find us. All the cool places that you find podcasts. All the interesting places you find podcasts. Spotify. Shout out to Spotify and Anchor app. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Pocket Cast, all that good stuff. Hit us up on social media. Since I'm here, podcast across Facebook and Instagram. All right. <clears throat> Y'all got to excuse me. Um, I don't know what this is. Chest congestion or, or whatever, but we still going to talk. All right. Um, before we get started, you know, I always like to start off on a positive note. And as many of you know, this week was Martin Luther King's day. And yeah, so it's it very fitting to start off with a quote from him. It says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I think that quote is very fitting for today's uh, podcast because I want to talk a little bit about change. I'm definitely going to get into uh, the necessity to keep moving forward regardless what's going on in your life. But also I want to start off talking a little bit about Martin Luther King's birthday, MLK's birthday birthday and, and, and I, we have to talk about this guys we really do because I'm constantly seeing people you know uh, I hate to use the word romanticize but I think sometimes we miss exactly what MLK stood for and exactly what he was trying to do um, first of all the man didn't sacrifice his life the man did not lay down his life the man did not have some martyr 
complex. He even said as much. He was murdered. He was murdered for simply wanting what was fair, what was equal, what was equitable. He went from, and this is again speaking of change, he went from the most hated man in America, once called a race baiter, a race agitators, agitator. He was called this by institutions like Oklahoma Christian College, University, or whatever it is now, and, and, and more papers. Everybody, so they may not by this by themselves. Most hated man in America to now the most beloved. Wow. Interesting what a few decades can do, right? He went from being the most hated to the most loved. And, and he should be beloved for what he's, what he's done. But I, but I want to speak more towards the fact that the spin can be in on a person. Because how quickly do we forget that men like Martin and, and Malcolm were held to such a low view, but now praised by those who at the time, by me at the time, thought that they were doing something wrong, only to come to find out that what they were doing, what they were doing was in fact right, just, and needed to be done. See, most people only knew Brother King for his I have a dream speech. You hear it often quoted. Um, it's a great speech. I mean, it's just incredible. But do we ever take the time to read his books, to read his writings, to listen to any other speech? This man was about economic change. See, that's the only real change that matters, people. When you're talking about turning an oppressed group into not being an oppressed group, it starts with what they can do economically. And still to this day, that dream of economic equality, uh, I believe it's Langston Hughes that said, this dream, that's a dream deferred. That is a dream deferred. So this is what got this man murdered because as soon as he started to talk about that type of change, see, it's one thing to eat at a counter with a person. That's all fine and dandy. That's one, that's one thing to go to a skating rink with, with white people and black people and all different types of people. But it's a very different thing to have involvement and participation on the economic level, meaning... Not only do you own the business. See, I see a lot of people with, with T-shirts. Heck, we've even printed up T-shirts before. But do you own the textiles? Do you own the things that, that make that shirt 
See, now you're talking industry. Do you own the home that you live in? Do you own the land underneath the home? How about the neighborhood? How about the block? This is what Nipsey Hussle was trying to get people to understand and was doing. Rest in power to him. This is what changes things. And that's something I don't care what type of bootstraps you got. If you are a person that has been marginalized and systematically oppressed, you'll be hard-pressed to participate in the economy in any meaningful way without getting what you deserve. And this is what he was doing. This is why Malcolm, I mean, excuse me, Martin was in Memphis during this sanitation strike. And he was talking about, listen, we're going to Washington and and we're going to redistribute this wealth. We're going to go through here and and we're going to get the descendants of these slaves and we're going to get poor, even poor whites. We're going to get you up out of the muck because some things aren't fair. See, back then, you hear the word communist spread around. You, you still hear stuff like that today. Socialism, all of that type of stuff. We get so carried away with titles, it's ridiculous. But see, he just wanted what was right. You know, you don't enslave people for hundreds of years and then just say, okay, we thought better of the, of the idea. Go be somebody. And of course, black people did. Nine years after being free from slavery, you had black people and black folks were in um, Congress and in different political spheres. And then you had what we know as Reconstruction, the proliferation of Jim Crow laws, And, uh, yeah, so much for that 40 acres and a mule. I want you to look up when the last slaves were freed and then realize it's only 2020. And how long would it take to undo or to even set on the right path of 400 plus years of oppression and then many, many years of systematic oppression, laws catered just to keep some people down, certain people down, black folks down. And then you understand what Brother Martin was trying to do. And you will then understand and kind of see the the humor and how he's so celebrated by the same people who murdered him. You see, change, you see how dangerous change can be? Do you see how dangerous it can be? Do you see what's all attached to any given change? See, things, most things, whether it's in your organization, in your household, in your company, 
in your life, they are the way that they are because somebody did that. Somebody wants it that way. It could be you. There's some things that you say, this ain't right. It need to change in my life today. But we don't change it, do we? You don't change it, do you? Because you want it that way. That's the same with somebody with an addiction. You could take them to the most expensive, the, the finest treatment center that money will allow. You can get them the finest doctors and therapists and psychologists and, and, and detox. You can do whatever. You can throw money at that problem until you have no money. But unless that person wants it to change, it will not change. In some ways, even though we're talking about a disease, it's that way because they made it that way. Now, again, that's an extreme example because we know people with addictions have uh, some other psychological things going on. But for the most part, they'll tell you AA, celebrate recovery, all of that stuff. It won't change until you're ready to make that change. Now, what it takes to get a person there, I guess the path for each is different. So when we see these problems in our society and our organization and see how dangerous and hard and difficult it is to get things to change, it's not just that people are resistant to the change. Folk like it the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah, people like it the way that it is. Hey, there's some things I said, man, I should probably change that. But honestly, eh, I don't know what it would, what life would be like if I didn't do it this way. And that's what you had with uh, civil rights, civil rights. And that's what you have today uh, with, with all the stuff that's going on. People like it the way it is. the way it is because somebody wants it that way. It's things at your job that you got to go to right now. That you go, why do they do it like this? Because they want it that way. It works for somebody. See, change, and for that reason, change can be dangerous. Because now you're intruding on somebody else's territory. See, the last thing most folk want is to be inconvenienced. The most dangerous place for you to be in perhaps one of the most dangerous, I should say, is between somebody and their comfortability. There's a dangerous spot to be in. So some people don't want things to change. So you don't, you don't want to get in between that. But some of us can't help but to do that. We see things and we see that it needs to change. But some folks will stop at nothing to stop change. Oh, man, I could tell you stories. And I'm sure you could tell me some, too. Some people will stop at nothing, man. Bro, they'll go out their way to stop change. The fear of the unknown. Well, we never did it like this before. A lot of my examples come from the church world when I speak of organizations because I spent so much time there and put so much effort in there. But man, let me tell you, 
They used to. I don't care what you were talking about. You can be talking about painting something. The exact same color it already is. Like, hey, it's, this wall is a little chipped. Um, got got some, some damage. Let's just paint it. But it's been like that for five years. That's not how we've done it before. Let's just leave it the way it is. What's well, it's a messed up wall. All we got to do is get a bucket of paint, paint over it, and nobody will probably even notice. That's enough to send some people up the wall. <laughs> if you think I'm, I'm lying, just, I'm not. Trust me. I've seen it. It has nothing to do with the with the paint, I mean, that's a small thing. But it has everything to do with comfortability. See, we, we humans, we were designed by the creator to adapt. We like things to be set. We like things to be the same. So, that's why when you come in and you try to be an agent of change... That's why it can be so dangerous because you're going against human nature. You're going against the very programming of that person or that organization or that, that institution. And you might find yourself in some hot water. See, today when you try to change something or today when you do something people don't like, we have what is called Cancel culture. Oh, maybe this will be done away with in 2020. But we have what's called cancel culture. You can't say, if you say anything, you'll lose everything. I believe that was Dave Chappelle that said that. Or maybe he got it from someplace else. That, that sounds really smart, so it could be from anywhere. But if you say anything, you lose everything. People will assassinate your character. I can't tell you how many times I've been uh, accused of all types of stuff. Recently, a person, uh, I heard a person say, man, I heard you had gone off the deep end. Like, so now I'm crazy. <laughs> See, people put anything on you when you're no longer doing the things they want you to do. They'll call you crazy. They'll say you, you've changed. Well, yeah, you, you have to change. You, you got to keep moving forward. We read that quote earlier from Martin Luther King Jr. He said, if you can't fly, then run. If you, if you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. See, that requires some change. If you don't keep moving forward, if you can't do it this way, you got to do it that way. That requires change and assessing your situation. But yeah, if you're trying to change some things, you could get canceled. Heck, if you just mess up, you could get so-called canceled. Although I never understood how you cancel a human being. You might not listen to them anymore, but they still going to be around doing and saying and acting the way they want to act. 
you're not allowed you're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. You're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. See again, this is why changing things can be so dangerous because if you change them things, you're gonna make a mistake. Trust me, I've made plenty. <laughs> I've made plenty. But whatever happened to to my bad? Remember that? Remember you would, could make a mistake? I think it was back in the 90s before everybody got so sensitive and crazy about every little thing. Granted, there's some things that just have to stop. But we got to the point where we can't even communicate with each other. Remember back in the 90s, you could say, you be on the basketball court, you throw the ball out of bounds, was, my bad, that's on me. My fault. I messed up. Whatever happened to that? I don't know. I really do not know. See, back then you could say, my bad, my fault. And the most you get, all right, man, don't let it happen again. You inbound the ball and you go back to the game. What happened? Wow. We have to give people a chance to learn. We have to give people a chance to learn from their mistakes. That's the only way things get better. Even when we're talking about Martin Luther King Jr. and what he was doing, he saw the mistakes of others and was trying to give them a chance to learn from those mistakes. Look, you messed up. You should have treated people better. Let's do something about it. See, that's action. That's leadership. But now, man, you just send the wrong tweet. You put something on Facebook the wrong way. Instagram, they taking you out. <laughs> they taking you out, man. They taking you out. <laughs> Anything you put on Facebook is about somebody, right? I can't tell you the, the text or, or uh, messages I've gotten from people. You post something, they say, oh, is that about me or... About you, it's a it's a post. I guess if the shoe fits, you gotta wear it. But that's what I'm saying. We're so hypersensitive. We're so ready to jump down each other's throat about every little thing. We gotta give people the chance to learn from their mistakes, man. I heard it said that this generation will not let Malcolm Little become Malcolm X. I find that to be true. Man, they probably wouldn't even let MLK be MLK. Like, I don't... We, I guess we want the perfect person, you know. But that, but see, even that changes depending on what community you're in, right? So you got to be the perfect person for that community. But if you're the perfect person for that community, that means you might offend... Another community. See how vicious of a cycle this becomes? What if Malcolm X, or Malcolm Little, I should say, before he was Malcolm X, would have been canceled? <laughs> then we wouldn't have had Malcolm X. They'd say, oh, come on, man, you a pimp, you was a hustler, you was a drug addict, man, you been in jail, 
We're canceling you. You made mistakes. How dare you make mistakes? If that would have happened, we wouldn't have had Malcolm X. No Malcolm X. You wouldn't have a lot of things, but you definitely wouldn't have a Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is very interesting because he's another person that when he took a stand for what he believed in, uh, you know, he was called a, a draft dodger and, 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 you know, he was called all sorts of names. They stopped him from boxing even though he was a heavyweight champ. But now, I mean, people love him. They didn't want any parts of him when he was taking a stand. The moment he couldn't speak and got a little jittery, had a little Parkinson, they loved him again. Very interesting. Change can be dangerous, but change has to happen. Some people are lucky or blessed, I should say, to even in death have their legacy restored after being canceled. Everybody I just mentioned, MLK, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, and many, many more, during their day, when they were making taking these stands, two of these brothers I mentioned were murdered, assassinated. When they were taking their stand, they they were effectively canceled. The 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 back in the day version of cancel, right? Nobody wanted to hear them. Well, people from our community, the black community, wanted to hear them, but. The community at large, white America, wasn't really feeling it. But in death, they've been restored. That's a good thing. But there are many who don't get that opportunity. They get vilified, and that's it. They become the bad guys of history. And that's it. But somebody's bad guy is another person's agent for change, positive change. That's just something I think we should think about when we talk about changing things. Yes, there's some positives that are going to come from change, but don't be foolish enough to think that it's not a dangerous task. You got to be up for it. Malcolm said, I have a poster that I'm looking at right now in my office slash studio that says, by any means necessary. What by any means? Change, liberation, by any means necessary. See, if you're going to be a person that wants to change something, even in your own life, you got to get to a point where it's by any means necessary, I'm going to change this. We're getting ready to go into to February. Not too long from now, January has, has come and gone. It's really moving pretty fast. And many of you have had resolutions and want to hit the gym as many times or 
I'm trying to change this in my life or I'm trying to read this many books or I'm trying to save this much money. Until you get to the by any means necessary in any of those categories, things might not change. Things might not change. See, because once you get there, you don't care how dangerous change can be. You just go for it. You just go for it, man. Oh, before I end this, I want to talk about something. Maybe you haven't heard about it, but 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 I'm going to bring it to you now. Before I forget, the president, his impeachment trial has started. <laughs> the impeachment trial in the Senate has started. I, I know you haven't heard about this because nobody seems to care. I've heard more about the royal family and, and who's leaving it. I know you guys said, man, you took a hard left. But again, we get unapologetically random here. You gotta follow. You gotta follow me. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> but this is important, man. I've heard more about the royal family. And who's leaving it? I don't. I can't even tell you these people' names. Uh, Beyonce not having plus size clothes in her new clothing line. I've heard more about all of that. I think at last count, the planter's peanuts was trending number one on Twitter, and number three after something else that I didn't know anything else about. Number three was the the impeachment trial. What? I'm not usually a a big political guy at all. I really try to stay away from it. But this just seemed to me to be somewhat important. (laughs) Because the things they are saying, now I don't know what side you you sit on, or left or right, trust me, I'm neither. My view is I have no view. I really don't. I think anybody with any good sense should take a a play from Dr. Claude Anderson's book, uh, Powernomics, or his book, Black Labor, White Wealth, and and seriously, only vote your interest. That's what you should do. Being married to either party um, hey, whatever. If that's what you want to do, you're an American, that's your right to do so. But no matter what side you sit on, on or if you're for Trump, against Trump, or Democrat, or Republican, or Independent, it's pretty alarming any time a president is accused of what is tantamount to, to treason. Now, maybe, maybe it's all one big made-up story. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he did everything they said and more. I don't know. But I sure would like to find out, don't you? Again. Yeah. But I guess it's all one big game, right? I don't know. Y'all tell me. Hit me up. Hit me up on since I'm here. 
Todd at Gmail. Let me know if you got the Anchor app. You can actually send voice messages that I'll put into the pod right there on the Anchor app. So let me know, man. Is is this going to blow over? Should we care? Because at the beginning of the year, we were all headed to World War III. I didn't say anything about that, but I don't know if y'all remember that. Like It was, oh my God, we're going to be blown off the face of the earth. It's going to be a a big war. That, That didn't happen. At least not yet. I don't know, man. Maybe this is just some. Maybe it's nothing to, to, to care about, but I, I sure do think uh, it's more important than, than, than planters' peanuts. Uh, I think maybe the planters.